You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. Johnny, week one is here, and out of the woods we come swinging in on a vine just in time, my friends. After further review returns, you know, and Sean, you can um, you can tell me how you think of this analogy, but I always feel like week one of the NFL season, because we got all excited for the Hall of Fame game, we get all excited for the preseason, we get all excited for training camp, but week one, it just feels like an ice cream truck pulling right into your neighborhood and then them flipping on the music and then slowly but surely kids come out and then like dads come out and just slowly people just work their way over to the truck and that truck is the nfl it's the nfl emblem and all the kids racing the ice cream truck is all of america right now and uh that is that is what currently i can't stop thinking about uh, kickoff tomorrow night, Thursday night football. It is Wednesday, September 7th, as these words are leaving my face, in Ashburn, Virginia. Shawnee Alette has joined us. He is remote currently in Arlington. Shawnee, first of all, before we get into anything football, I have to ask you, quite simply, how the hell are you? I am better than I was a week ago Isn't because great? football is this Sunday. So I cannot wait. Go Patriots. Dude, I echo every sentiment, but go Patriots. The Patriots can can essentially <laughs> kiss my entire ass. Um, but let's be clear. We have tons to get into. Um, let's lay out the show, shall we? Before we get into anything else, let's lay out the show. So today we are going to get into week one. We're going to make our picks. We're going to go around the NFL um, and just dive into each of the matchups. Um, look, I think the best part about week one as it comes around um, and this happened last year, and it, it's one of my favorite parts of, of doing this podcast is around week one is when people will start, like, coming out of, of like, from under their rocks again and being like, oh, remember those those two guys that talk about football that I subscribe to just because I know Connor and I want to be friendly and I want to support him, but I don't actually care about his podcast? Well, hey, football's starting up again. I might be interested in listening to these two losers talk again. So I was getting, like, little text messages over the last like six or seven days from people who are like, hey, you uh, you doing the podcast again this year? And I'm like, well, we've been doing it, you know, last, you know, year nonstop. So I guess I'll just go jump <laughs> in a lake. Um, but I'm just so excited, Sean. I mean, there there is no there's just no two ways around it. I mean, I'm just imagining all the wings I'm going to murder tomorrow night. I'm just imagining all of the sitting on my couch and watching football. It's just going to be fantastic. Um First of all, before we get into football, 
how's life? How are you? Anything new? Uh, what's what's the situation? How's life in uh, in Shawnee Land? It's it's pretty good. Busy at work. Uh, you know, busy with stuff around uh, the apartment and all that fun stuff. How's that now, apartment? I, I did want to bring this up. The the, the apartment's good. The uh, I had a, another fish funeral yesterday. Except oh, before I could bury him, fish. Uh, the snails got to him. So he, really, he was, uh, eaten. Yeah, but they've had babies, so the tank is plenty stocked. Okay, so um, did the snails guppies. did the snails like pin him down and, and take him out, or was this a situation where no, no, no. My, my fella, which is typical, right? He he passes on from this life to the next, um, kind of just sinks to the bottom, and the snails are like, oh, all right, whatever. I got nothing else. Exactly, nothing else to do. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the snails just uh, found the corpse and ate it up. Yeah. But they uh, before that one went, and I think that was the female. Mm. Uh, they did have babies. I had two fish, and now I've got probably about seven little baby fish swimming around that are, are surprisingly doing well. So, dude, you got a whole conservation center time, going in that. Little I, I tank really of yours. do. It's an aquarium. It, it's it's not a fish tank. It's no, it is a legit it's, ecosystem. <laughs> At this point, it's it's probably it going to really need its is. own zip code. It really right. So on top of baby snails, now you're going to get baby fish to add to your fish tank. Dude, I'm all and about this it. Is the, that, that, that's not a uh, – you don't volunteer for that. You're just giving them um, <laughs> because I have too many animals in my 10-gallon tank. Fair enough. Anyways, I did want to bring this up. Yeah, please all do. Right, because I was on Instagram, I don't know, two weeks ago, a week and a half, mm-hmm. and I follow your wife. Yeah. And so I'll see her stories. And, you know, normally I scroll through Instagram stories. I'm pretty quick about it. But there was one that caught my eye. <laughs> It happened to be about some... Now, I don't know her name. I'm going to call her Karen. Because typical neighborhood Karen seemed to be complaining about the airplanes flying overhead. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) I think I triggered a nerve here. (laughs) So, correct me if I'm wrong, but this lady was asking in a neighborhood Facebook group, which your wife screenshotted and shared on her Instagram mm-hmm. story. She was asking the Facebook group if there's a way they can get in contact with Dulles Airport and reroute the plane so they don't fly over her house. Is that correct? I would love to say that what you just said was fabricated, but everything you just said is exactly what happened in real life. Um, Sean, when I say I had a seizure when I when I heard this, uh, Anna came in and just because you you won't believe what I just saw on this Facebook page, and she shows me this thing, and I I I, I can't really remember what happened, but I I, I think I passed away for a little bit. Um, it, it so. For those of you in in the immediate D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, if you know where Ashburn is, and and if you live in Loudoun County, which you know a good good portion of our listeners listeners live even here in Loudoun County, Dulles Airport is the biggest airport in in the area. It's bigger than Ronald Reagan. It's bigger than BWI. It's it's the biggest airport in this area. Um, it's the international, it's an international hub. airport. Yep, it's right. the international hub for this entire metropolitan area. Um, there's just there's no way to fit an airport that size in D.C. So it's it's out here in Loudoun County. And so they call it Washington Dulles. But 60,000 people come in and out of this airport every day, every day. Right. This, this airport services like 38 to 40 different countries and 300 some odd different airport. I mean, it's it's a humongous, humongous airport. Now, it's not quite a JFK. It's not quite a, a Chicago here and LAX, but it, it's a humongous airport. Um, and. Everyone who kind of lives in this area understands that, right? I think it is akin to going up to Manhattan and then tweeting out, hey, I, I live down here in, in um, 
in lower Manhattan, I, I would love to know who to contact to get rid of these sirens. It's like, I'll tell you who to contact. You need to contact a realtor and you need to haul your ass out of here. That's what you need. Like you need to contact somebody that can hogtie you, put you in the back of an Uber and take you somewhere into Omaha or somewhere in Nebraska away from life. Because I don't know what to tell you, but the Washington Metropolitan Airport Authority could give two F's about how your ears feel about the fact that 300 people need to get to Paris. I just, I don't think they care. But most importantly, Shawnee, it just opened up our eyes to yet again. Whenever you hear people that are complaining about problems, that are just not problems. You sit there and you're like, I, I want to be you. Really, really. Because if waking up in the morning and the sound of an airplane upsets you that much, you clearly have the rest of life figured out. Like, you clearly don't have financial issues. You don't have any friend worries. You don't have any relationship problems. You have every <laughs> single thing sorted out. So congratulations. Tell me the secret to life. Also, please delete your Facebook immediately. Because, oh my lord, I'm so glad you found that up. Because honestly, Sean, I literally I literally chiseled that out of my head. Because it was it was such <laughs> I, I, you brought it up and I was like wait what did Anna put in her story was it something with Matthew was it something with Pug was it something with me and then you said that and I was like oh no oh this is like Tr- triggered a dark memory it's like That's sometimes hilarious. like Dude. when people try to ask you like oh do you remember that time you went to the doctor's office and you got a bunch of shots you're like no not really I just chose to not remember that right or like oh do you remember that time you failed an English like test or a math test like, eh, I honestly don't because I chose to forget it. Um, you uncovered that and, um, I'm (laughs) oddly enough, I'm in a worse mood now than when this podcast started. (laughs) It's really, we should, we should find out who she is and have her on the podcast. Yeah. We could do like, we we could do like a 60 minutes, Charlie Rose style, sit down and be like, no, 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 no. We we have to feed into it. We have to play along with her. We got to be like, you know what? You are so right. And we got to give her like fake phone numbers to all these fake airports. They'll just be like me with a mustache in another room. I'm like with deepening my Shawnee. voice. And I'm like, yeah, let me, let me get in contact with the air traffic control right now. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and, and move some planes for you. All right. Dude, I said and this. It'll, it'll just, this is what's that? I said that. Exact, I said, I swear to God, we should have let her, we should have given her my cell number. And Anna go, oh, this is a supervisor for uh, MWA. Actually, go ahead and give him a call. He's the guy who's, who's in charge of telling the planes where to fly. Right. Um, and just, <laughs> just have her call. But you know what, ma'am, you brought up something so important to my attention. I didn't realize that noise was bothering you. You know what we're going to do? We're going to ground everybody. We're, we're actually, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bulldoze the airport and we're going to plant daisies everywhere. And we're just going to name it after you. People like that need to Karen be strapped Field. to Artemis one and not, not sent to the moon because the moon is way too connected with earth. It needs to be. They need to be put on Artemis 1 and, like, tilted. You know, like, the rocket needs to just be tilted, like, 10 or 15 degrees a certain direction and just leave. Leave. <laughs> leave Earth's gravitational pull. Leave the moon's gravitational pull. And whatever you hit, that's your new home. Get out. <laughs> Telling you, Shawnee. That would work if uh, if Artemis 1 would fly. Yeah, I was going to say. But <laughs> yeah. the good news is it, uh, the good news is it's a cheap, uh, cheap, you know, program, which is awesome. Oh, wait. I'm being told it's yeah, $93 billion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. exactly. That's all right, Sean. Not that much. Well, you know, I'm staring at tonight for the first <laughs> time since I was probably eight. I'm, I'm drinking a mini seven up. I don't 
I don't know why, but I'm oddly enjoying this, honey. I don't know what your file is on 7-Up, but I enjoy this. 7-Up's good. Always yeah. good choice. It's not too bad, man. It's not too bad. So so we're feeling good. And um, look, <laughs> listen, week one's tomorrow. Airplane lady, airplane Karen is not going to ruin my life. I refuse to let it happen. I refuse to let it happen. Shawnee, remind me on a future episode. We do need to fill in the listeners on um, our latest experience at Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, oh. Because it was a nightmare. And by the way, I don't even think I feel doing all what happened to me afterwards. Um, After that night? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, I... No, you didn't. Yeah. My, no, now, my, now you got to tell me. Uh, see, this is what I just did. I do this all the time. Well, just give, me, give, me a short, give me a short version. I'm assuming it's a car issue because you were heading home, right? Yeah, my car my, my car ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah, and, and I literally had to have my brother come bring gas to me. <laughs> Shani, it doesn't it doesn't end for me, dude. So long story short, folks, after we recorded our last episode, we went to oh. Buffalo Wild Wings at what? What was it, Johnny? Nine thirty? Now, yeah, well, some, we were, some, we were, I, I feel like it was closer to 10. I don't know. It was closing on, on, on 10. Now, me and Sean had, had fixated our eyes. I mean, we, we were, you know, when you, you know, when you have that little scrap of food in your hand and your dog just really wants it and, and they will do anything for the scrap of food, even if it's like literally a, a crumb from a crust of bread, that's not even going to taste good, but they will die before they let their eyes leave it. That was us. At Buffalo Wild Wings for some godforsaken reason. Because we hadn't eaten all night. We had just done a big recording. Um, we had we were just tired and we, we just needed food. And so we got there and we were put on a wait list. The wait list said it was 15, 20 minutes. Somehow it became an hour. And somehow, Sean, we didn't leave. We just stayed there and we were totally happy to make our lives miserable. Sean, we waited for about an hour for a seat. Mm-hmm. And then how much longer after we got our seat did we wait for the wings to show up to the table? How long did I wait or how long did you wait? Because my wings were <laughs> apparently – remember that? They are like, yeah, your wings aren't ready yet. So you had the wings That's and I had right. to wait like another 10 minutes. Well, we ordered uh, our wings initially and they told us – and by the way, they couldn't tell us 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, they couldn't tell us at the time. They had to wait 15 minutes to tell us that our original order, once we got seated after waiting an hour – Right. Uh, they didn't have a third of the flavors, so we were like, "Oh, okay. I'll, I guess I'll just die then." Um, so we make our reorder, uh, and then another twenty-five minutes go by, and then my wings show up, and Shawnee's are nowhere to be found. Apparently, they had to raise the chickens and then murder them. I, I don't know, Sean. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, it was bad. It was so bad, and then to top it off, I ran out of gas and I had to have my brother come. It just, it, it was. And I, I remember coming home, and Anna was asleep, and I walk into the room, and she's kind of groggy. She says, hey, we're, what time is it? I went, I, I think it's 1. She's like, what? What were you doing? And I went, literally, I will tell you in the morning. I need you. I need to go to bed, and I need you to go to bed, and I need to forget everything just happened tonight. Um, so the good news is I'm going right back to that exact Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow night, and um, I just, I don't know, Sean. I'm helpless. I'm helpless. This is what happens when you like carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, you can't help yourself. Um, Shawnee, should we get into week one? We should. You want me to explain how we're going to do things here? Let's go ahead and do it. All right. So last year, if you guys listen to our podcast, we went through every game. As a team, we've decided that's probably not the most efficient way because who wants to hear what our predictions are when the Jaguars play the Jets or some other awful teams play each other? I don't. So what we're going to do 
is I'm a Patriots fan. Connor's a Commanders fan. So each week, the two of us are going to pick the Patriots game and the Commanders game. We're also going to um, pick for this week the opening game, which is Buffalo at Los Angeles, which is going to be Thursday night. And then as individuals, we are going to pick one upset and one lock. So an upset may be, let's say, the Falcons are going to Kansas City, and we really like Marcus Mariota in Kansas City. We'll go, I think the Falcons are going to win. A lock would be Falcons have no chance. We're picking the Chiefs. That's everybody's favorite. We're locking them in. So we're each going to have a lock, and we're each going to have an upset. Um, And then at the end of at least this week, we'll see if we want to continue this into next week, we're going to pick what we think is going to be our top defense of the week, which team's going to be uh, defensively superior, and who our number one quarterback, which quarterback will be the best in week one. And uh, if we like that, if we like picking that, we'll continue to do that. Um, We will pick all the games, but we're not going to go into depth with them. We're going to go into depth with our locks and with our, uh, our upsets as well as the Commanders and Patriots game, whoever they're playing that week. Uh, But we're not going to go into depth when we have, like I said, the Jaguars playing the Jets. We'll just pick a team, and and that's not going to count towards our official standings um, between Connor and I. Exactly. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, and and no, and and to further your point, basically our lock of the week and our upset of the week, that's going to basically go right towards our our, our seasonal tally, and then whoever uh, whoever comes up uh, first is going to get something. I don't know what it is. Um, we came up with some ridiculous thing that you had to do last year, and I, I can't even remember what it is. So, quite frankly, I'd love to make uh, you do it. I can't even remember what it was. Um, it was probably I had to watch all of Jackson Mahomes' TikToks. <laughs> well, that that part of me thinks you do that worst. anyway, Shawnee. Your TikTok presence worries <laughs> uh, me. Should we gotta keep this PG here? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <that's, laughs> so this is what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna start going through and making our picks, but before we do that. Uh, I am going to just touch up on a couple NFL news and notes around the league just to catch everybody up. Up to the minute, uh, as of today, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders announces his retirement after a 12-year career in the NFL. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, Sean, I felt like was good, like, till like, the last, like, few years of his career. And it's rare as a receiver to be as productive um, as he has been um, for, for, I mean, we, we remember him back. Um, in you know 2010, entering the league as a third-round pick for the Steelers, um, he became like that second fiddle to Antonio Brown, and, and not in a bad way, in, in all all the good ways. Um, and I mean, in, I, I believe in 2013, he almost had 1,500 yards and eight touchdowns, um, like number one receiver numbers. Uh, obviously, other than if Antonio Brown wasn't on that roster, but I felt like he was just productive for years and years. I mean, whether it was with the Broncos and the Bills and the Steelers, like he just found a way to be productive. Um, and uh, he had just a tremendous career. So 12 year career in the books for Emmanuel Sanders. Do you have anything uh, on him, Shawnee? Nah, I mean, great player. Um, how many teams did he play with? Uh, I believe three. That's, that's my, uh, that's my unofficial count. I believe three is what I have. Um, uh, it seemed like more. Yeah, it, it it did. I mean, for for twelve years. But my understanding was the was the the Bills. He played um, for the Bills. He played for Denver, and then he played for Pittsburgh. That's obviously where he started his career. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. my understanding. Yeah. No. I mean, great wide receiver. Always uh, those clutch, clutch catches um, when needed. Um, 
Yeah, I, I didn't realize he was in the league that long. Um, that's that's a good career for a wide receiver. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so I'm actually wrong here, Shawnee. I'm going to uh, just double-check my work here. Um, he played for the uh, 49ers as well. Um, I, that's right. He played for the 49ers as well. And then he played for the Saints. So, yeah, I, I, I was just wrong. Literally, I was just wrong. I don't know what other <laughs> way to put this. I should probably retire and never do a podcast again. Um, but that's okay. Um, we'll for, I'll forgive myself uh, because I always forgive myself. Um, but, no, you're right. Uh, really productive. 12-year career for receiver is really impressive. Um, Shawnee, I have great news for you. And all the Jets fans who listen to this podcast, I have even better news for you. You ready for this? Yeah. Joe Flacco is your starting quarterback. Yay. Super Bowl MVP. God have mercy. The good news is we get to watch Joe Flacco play more quarterback. So he's going to start for the quarterback. Uh, he's going to start for the New York Jets in their season opener against God, the NFL, man. It, they, they just write it themselves, don't they? Um, uh, Jets quarterback Joe Flacco will start against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. Um, Zach Wilson is going to be out until at least week four. So I have even better news for you, Sean. You ready for this? Here's great news. What's that? We get four weeks of Joe Flacco. I just, I know, seriously, guys, seriously, everyone calm down. I know the elation that you're probably screaming in your car as you're listening to this. I I get it. I am excited, too. Um, But let's all calm down. Um, Dawson Knox and the Bills agreed to terms on a four-year, $53.6 million contract extension through 2026. Dawson Knox is entering his final year of his rookie deal. So that guy is literally not concerned at all about gas prices. Uh, Congrats to Dawson Knox. He is absolutely fantastic. Um, And that is what I have for you. Uh, And just kind of quickly around the league, news and notes. Shawnee, are we ready to get into picks? We are. So what we're going to do is, like I said, we're just going to go through the games that uh, we're not going to go deep dive into. So I'll just name out the matchup, the time. Um, and then the day that's played on and just let me know your pick. All right, Connor, let's do it. All right. One o'clock on Sunday. We got the Eagles at the lions. Oh yeah. Shawnee. So this was going to be my, my, my upset pick, um, from earlier. I'll just go with the lions. Cause I'm totally riding the hot hands of the, uh, of, of hard knocks. And, and let's be clear. The lions, I don't think are actually very good, but uh, I'm going to just go ahead and pick the Lions because I, I literally hate the Eagles so much. Um, let's go ahead and, and take the Lions here. I think the Lions, it, if they win this game, it, it has to be one of those defensive showings uh, for the Lions that they they just kind of show up and, and, and hold the Eagles to maybe 13, 17 points and they win a, a grinding out game. I think the Eagles just, they're favorited obviously in this game, but um, I, I'm going to take the Lions here. I think they might win by like a field goal. I'll go ahead and go with that. I'm going to actually agree with you. I'm going to go mm. Lions as well. All right, next matchup, 49ers at the Bears. Trey Lance will start for the first time. That's Sunday, 1 o'clock. 49ers at the Bears. I'll, I'll take the Niners here, right? I just don't think the Bears are, are, are very good here. Um, I, this is, look, this is Trey Lance's time to, to go out and do it. And I mean, hit the ground running, too, against a team like the Bears that I just – I don't know what really the Bears are 100% doing here, um, but – I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll take the 49ers here. Um, George Kittle, I know he was having some groin issues, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Bears are, are not dealing with any sort of injury issues, but um, I know Dominique Robinson, their defensive lineman, uh, was dealing with a little bit of a knee problem. But um, 
for the most part, Chicago's pretty healthy going into this. Uh, I'll take the 49ers. I just think they're better. They're seven-point favorites anyway. I'm going to go with the Bears. Oh, um, wow. I don't trust Trey Lance, so I will pick the Chicago Bears. Let's, uh, let's uh, differ on that one. Okay. I'll All right. It. Steelers at the AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Who do you have? Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bengals here. Um, they're just better at six-and-a-half-point favorites as well. Um I know the Steelers, I believe, in terms of initial injury reports that came out today. Because today, Wednesday, um, and just for you guys that don't know, Wednesday is in the NFL league-wide. The first day the injury um, reports for the week will come out. Um, So you'll have guys designated as possible, probable participants in practice, right? So your Monday will be kind of a film day that you recover after a game. Your Tuesday, typically league-wide, Tuesday is an off day. Uh, and then Wednesday is full practice. Thursday walkthrough. Friday um, is usually just kind of a light film day, and then Saturday travel day or a day off. Um, uh, but long story short, the uh, back on topic uh, today, the injury report came out for the Steelers: Deontay Johnson and Marcus Allen both dealing with injuries themselves. So I think that's not necessarily going to help them. I, I think their quarterback position is still a little bit of a question mark, and um, I think the Steelers are still. I think they're going to be competitive. I don't think they're going to be very good. Um, Bengals are, are going to win this game. I agree. I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well. All right. Colts at the Texans, 1 o'clock Sunday. Connor? Mm, I'll go ahead and go with the Colts. Uh, I, I just can't really give you much on the Texans. I, I can't. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. Davis Mills, what can he look like? Matt Ryan, I'm, I am I don't know what he has left in the tank, but um, I, the, the Colts, I think, are just built better, and I think they have a better defense. So, I think the Colts are going to take this one. All right, yeah, I agree with you as well. I think the Colts have this one locked up. All right, Ravens at Jets. We just talked about this one, and Joe Flacco making the start for New York. That yep. is once again at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I think the thing with uh, – look, I think the thing with the Ravens to look out for that people aren't necessarily talking enough about is is that defense, right? The Kyle Hamilton, rookie safety. Marcus Williams is a free safety. Marcus Peters is a cornerback. Kyle Fuller and Marlon Humphrey out there at the secondary. I mean, they, they've got a – a really, really uh, talented uh, secondary unit, um, and I, I think if they can put it together, that defense is going to be something that that people need to to take more account for. They get caught up in the Lamar Jackson conversation, but um, Ravens are going to win this. I think. Uh, I just think they're a better team, and uh, I think they'll start the, the season one and zero. I agree with you as well. I think the Ravens have this one. I think if Wilson was starting, I would. I'd say it would be more of a toss up. I kind of like the Jets a little. Um, I, I think love their be tools. Than they were last year. Um, but for this game, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah. All right. New York Giants at the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Titans. 425 on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. You're, you're, you're totally good. I, I think the Titans are going to win this game. Um, they're five and a half point favorites. Um, you know, the Titans are, are interesting because I don't really know if they got better this offseason. Um, and, and honestly, I hear arguments that they got worse. Um, Look, if Derrick Henry is the guy that they're just going to feed 25, 30 carries a game and he looks like he did before he got hurt last year, um, there's no reason to think Tennessee aren't going to waltz their way back to the playoffs. Um, the real question is, you know, they they lost um, uh, Javon Curse, I believe, was, was the injury uh, this past week. Um, he tore his ACL, like a huge loss for the Titans um, defensively. Uh, so... Um, I think the Titans are just better. The Giants, I have no idea what they're doing. Um, I think their their linebacking core is something. You know, Zizel Jalari or Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, 
can you know get themselves healthy and back out there, great. But I, I just don't see the Giants being competitive this year. I think they're going to be um, honestly a bottom feeder. So Titans are going to win this game. I agree. I'm going to go with Tennessee as well. All right, this is a really good one. We got the Raiders at the Chargers. This is 425 on Sunday. Who do you have? I'm going to take the Raiders here. Oddly enough, because part of me would have totally just taken the Chargers. Um, I feel like, and the Chargers are three point favorites. Like, you know, they're they're coming off uh, an off season where they've added defensive talent and obviously another year of. Justin Herbert and all the offensive tools they have and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, you go on and on and Mike Williams, but I don't know. The, the chargers have a funny way of really just yakking all over themselves at a time. Like, especially early in the season, they have some of these head scratching games. And honestly, I think week one might be one of them. I'll just take the Raiders here, Shawnee. What do you got? I'm going to go with the chargers. I really okay. like Justin Herbert this year. I will go with the Chargers. The Raiders, I think, will be good and I think have a chance at the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I think that could be a three, maybe even four playoff division. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers in yeah. that one. All right, this this is going to be a fun matchup because I really don't know how either of these teams are going to look. This is another 425 on Sunday, and this is going to be the Chiefs in our first look in the regular season without Tyreek Hill against the Cardinals, who had a really bizarre offseason. Yeah. And this is in Arizona, so who do you have? Yeah, they really did. Um, they really did have a really remarkably weird offseason. In an offseason that you feel like, hey, you locked up Kyler Murray, you gave him tons of money, or you know, you feel like you should be feeling confident going into the season, and somehow they don't. They just You don't feel confident about them, and you don't feel confident about Kyler, and, and that there's this weird tension in the air. Um, I'm going to just take the Chiefs here. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I think that's probably about right. I think winning by by a touchdown or 10 points even sounds about right. Look, I think the Cardinals' defense is a little aged, and J.J. Watt is surprised they're dealing with an injury again. Um, I, I don't I, – dude, I don't think Kansas City are, are necessarily I, – I, I'm not going to say that they're not going to miss a beat um, because, you know, you lost the most explosive receiver in the game. Um so you're not going to not miss a beat, but I, I do think that they are going to just find a way. Um, I mean, they they looked so good in the preseason. Patrick Mahomes looked like he was top of his game. Um, so we'll see. I, I, but I, I think the Chiefs are, are, are probably just better here. Um, and the, the Cardinals, I don't know if the Cardinals have hit their ceiling yet. Um, I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury can put it all together and squeeze some more juice out of it and, and elevate them even further. Um, and most importantly, in a consistent manner. So for now, at least for week one, maybe they proved me wrong over the course of the season or at least the first quarter of the season. But for now, I got to take Kansas City. Let me give you a little buy or sell here okay. real quick. I like that. Buy or sell, Cliff Kingsbury will not be the Cardinals coach at the end of the year. I'm going to sell that just because I think it has to be pretty drastic for stuff to go that wrong. I think if they show up and win five games, six games – I think we're really talking about, yeah, there might have to be a change here. Um, I don't see them doing that, and that's why I sell it. But the, it's certainly not a 0%. Like, it's on a percentage scale, it's not zero. Um, I'd say right now we're probably talking 15% if I had a zero from 100. Um, but, look, if they start out 0-2, 0-3, and they start chasing their schedule, like, there, there's going to be there's gonna be some trouble there. Um there, there really is going to be some trouble in Arizona. We, we know what Kyler ends up, you know, how, how he tends to typically react to conflict. So that that's a real 
delicate, you know, line dance you're playing there in Arizona. So we'll see. I mean, they did not get an easy task week one, but uh, yeah, I think I think I'll stick with the uh, stick with the Chiefs there. But I'll, I'll I'll sell for now. Okay. All right. Let's go to the Sunday night football game. So this is going to be a rematch of last year's season opener with the venues being reversed. It's going to be the Buccaneers at the Cowboys. Mm. Connor, why are you picking the Buccaneers? <laughs> because I literally <laughs> hate the Cowboys more than anything on earth. Um, dude, I think Dallas, I'm not going to lie to you. And, and again, call me a hater. Um, cause I am a hater. I hate these. I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, dude, I'm down on the Cowboys this year. I don't think they really added anything. They blew up their offensive line and didn't replace it. Um, and now injuries have struck them and they signed a 40 year old Jason Peters to try to patch up the blind side for Dak Prescott. Your receiver core got worse um, and also injured. It's injured as well. Um, you know, and then we have Jerry Jones coming out saying we're going to see more of Ezekiel Elliott. And it's like, dude, what what are we even doing here? Um, I don't know. I think Dallas got worse this offseason. I, I really do. I, I, I got to be honest with you, Shawnee. I said it on the podcast. You can go back and listen to it. Last year, I thought was Dallas this year. I thought it was the year they had the mm-hmm. best roster that they've had in a long, long time. I thought it was the most balanced roster that they've had. In a long, long time, I mean, it was better than their 14 team. It was better than, I mean, some of those Tony Romo-led teams that, that you know, went 13-3. and three. I, I I felt like they blew their chance. I, look, the the Bucks, I, I don't feel great about either, though, to be totally honest with you. I mean, Chris Godwin is still recovering from his um, knee injury. Their offensive line is dealing with some trouble. Um, uh, Tristan Wirfs on that offensive line hurt. Uh, Ryan Jensen's hurt on that offensive line, and, and this kind of weird – I'm sure we'll all get proven so wrong when Tom Brady throws four touchdowns. Um, but this kind of weird <laughs> energy around Tom Brady right now, like not sure what's going on there. Um, and we don't know what Julio Jones um, is going to end up looking like. I'll take the Bucks here because um, I, 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 I trust them more than Dallas. I just don't trust Dallas. I think it's going to be a fun game, though. Um, but, no, t- to your point, um, I hate Dallas. So, yeah, go Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks as well. I think it'll be a three-point win mm. for Tampa. All right, so now we're going to go to more just in-depth games. So I got three up front that we're both going to discuss. We're going to start with the season opener. That's going to be Buffalo at the Los Angeles Rams. Who do you have and why? I'm going to go with the uh, the Rams here. Um, it's, a, it's a weird one because I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable with how much hype the Bills are getting. I'm getting just a little bit uncomfortable with it. Um, can they live up to it? Maybe. Honestly, they're they're the most poised team to do so. Um, I've just been around watching the NFL long enough to know that whenever something gets hyped up quite the way that the Bills have and the Eagles are going through something similar for some stupid reason, um, it just doesn't <laughs> seem to pan out the way that you think. Now, that doesn't mean that Buffalo can't make it happen in different ways like well-coached teams and well-formed teams just make it happen and and every year teams have to overcome injuries and overcome situations that are out of their control um and just find a way to make it happen i think the bills are a team that's constructed that way um and who better to lead than uh, josh allen i'm gonna take the rams uh because i think the rams at home i think allen robinson is one of the best uh, off-season additions for a team um that is you know I mean, with Cooper Cup, and I know Van Jefferson is injured, 
Um, but, I mean, that offense is just completely stacked. Now, the question for the Rams is going to be, is Matthew Stafford healthy, right? Is that tendonitis? Is that surgery going to cause tr- trouble? Who knows? It's hard to know for sure. Um, but, man, oh, man, I, you can't not feel good about Allen Robinson paired up with Cooper Cup. And then when Van Jefferson is healthy and he's back, I know he's listed. I think he's out uh, for tomorrow's game officially. Um, but, you know, when, when that trio's back, you can't feel anything but good. I'm going to just go ahead and take the Rams at home on Thursday to kick off the season. Um, I think it's going to be a, a classic. Um, but uh, I'll go ahead and take the Rams. Who do you got, Johnny? I'm going to go with the Rams as well. I think it's going to be a uh, shootout a little bit. I think we're going to look uh, probably the winning team will be in the mid to upper 30s, yeah. uh, maybe 35 to 38 points. Um, but I, I could easily see this being a four, five, three-point game maybe. Yeah. Um, so I will go with the Rams. I'm going to give them a home field advantage. Uh, I, I'm feeling the same way about the Bills as well, about the overhyping. Yeah. I. You know, and I know people kind of came into the season last year with the same thing about the Rams, and I didn't like that at the time. I was wrong. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. It worked mm-hmm. out. Um, but I just there's there's something about the Bills, and maybe it's that I'm a Patriots fan that I just I maybe it's that Indianapolis game last year where Indy was not good at that point in the season and came into Buffalo and like mauled them like forty one yeah. to ten or something. Yeah, I mean it was an <laughs> embarrassment for the Bills. It was, there, yeah. There's something about that. I'm I'm just sitting there. I'm thinking. Buffalo can't afford to have a game like that or a game or two or three like that this year. They have to win the games that they're supposed to win, which is pretty much all of them, maybe with uh, the exception of this game. Uh, so, But, yeah, there's just there's something off about Buffalo. I don't like that inconsistency that we saw last year. Now, I mean, it worked out. They ended up, uh, you know, only getting eliminated from the playoffs through the most crazy circumstance you could imagine, uh, that game in Kansas City. Right. Um, but – but yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I'm a little shaky about the Bills, so I'm going to go with the Rams as well. Speaking of the AFC East, we got the Patriots at the Dolphins. Uh, I will pick for this one. I'm going to go obviously because it's Week One, and I haven't seen the Patriots or the Dolphins yet. I've got to go with my Patriots. Mm. All right. Um, I I don't feel great about it. I'll be honest. We don't do well in Miami. <laughs> Um, this is, I think, the third or fourth season in a row, I think third, that we've actually opened up against Miami, which is a little weird. Um, normally, I, I don't really see that in the NFL too often where you open up against the same team. Um, we lost to them last year. We were had a game-winning drive going on, um, but ended up having a fumble that the Dolphins reco- recovered, ended up winning the game. We beat them the year prior to that with Cam Newton making his first start um, as a New England Patriot against the Dolphins. Uh Back to my point, I will go with the Patriots in this one. I like my Patriots. I I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be close, but I think uh, maybe if Bill Belichick can craft something up, we can stop to uh, and Tyreek. Yeah, and it makes – I mean, Shawnee, I don't know if you know this, but Miami had 11 players who were listed limited today, including Chase Edmonds, a running back, Miles Gaskin, a running back, receiver Jalen Waddell. Uh, Waddell apparently, um, according to CBS Sports, is on track to face the Patriots after sitting out. Um, he, he sat out the entire preseason. Um he is on track to playing, but no, it's a great point, um, Sean. I mean, these interdivisional games are always kind of. I think it adds another layer to kind of, you know, how much how much fun. There's always a little bit of an edge. There's always just double the importance on games like that. Um, so uh, looks like Ty Montgomery and Isaiah Wynn are back for the Patriots um, on a Wednesday. They both practice after missing time. Um, in the closing days of preseason here. Um, so no, I think it's. Um, 
I think it's a good pick. I, I would probably uh, side with you there. I mean, the Dolphins are interesting. People are really high on the Dolphins um, this year. I think they're excited about those those added tools. Are, are you worried about the Dolphins at all? Mm, I uh, No, I don't think I'm worried about them. I think, and I can say this as a Patriots fan, I do think they probably have a slightly better chance of making the playoffs than the New England Patriots. I, I just think they have a slight talent edge, especially in the receiver position. Right. Um, but at the same time, I don't think the AFC East is, is going to see at most more than two teams make it out of the playoffs. I think the Bills are the lock for taking the division. And I really think just with how stacked the AFC is, AFC is it's going to come down to probably one other team. And I would think that you also maybe even have to throw the Jets into that conversation. That might be a bit of a hot take. Um, I, I would certainly put New England um, a little bit over the New York Jets in terms of making that uh, playoff spot from the uh, from the East. Um, but I will I will say Miami's probably on paper slightly better than New England, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, that's um, funny. But, I mean, how but many? But I think it's a winnable we... game. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think this is a winnable game, and I think we've done much better against Miami at home in New England, which we face them later in the year. So I think if we can lock down the win in Miami and then have them come to us, all of a sudden we win that game. We're 2-0 against them on the year. That goes a long way in the playoff race. Right. No, it's really interesting. How many times have we said that, by the way, in the last 25 years? Oh, yeah, on paper the Dolphins are better than the Patriots. You're like, what in the world? Um, pretty interesting. <laughs> 2022, my friends. It uh, time Time goes. Time goes and it goes. Um, should we uh, get to uh, my commanders here against the Jags? We should. You got Jacksonville coming to town. Jacksonville coming to town. So I am going to, for the sake of being a homer, um, I'm going to take the commanders here. Um, I don't feel great, dude. I don't feel great about this game. I said this to you before we started recording. Um, I, I think I think the national media is you know, picking up on this. Um Washington are slowly kind of dealing with injuries that that are kind of hanging around, which is weird. Uh, Cam Curl was in like a sling. Um, he had a thumb injury um, uh, that he suffered, I guess, in, in practice at one point. It's kind of unclear, but he literally just showed up to practice um, at the first part of this week or last week with a sling on. It was like, what in the world? Um, it is a thumb injury. Um, there's no uh, yet designation on whether he's in or out. I mean, it doesn't look great. Um, the good news is Logan Logan Thomas um, was practicing. Cole Turner uh, was also practicing. Cam Sims, wide receiver, was practicing. So the, the tight end room is about to get a bolster, and Cam Sims is back out there. Good red zone target for the team. Um, it, look, I think so much of this conversation revolves around, and I, I don't think it's correct, by the way. I think it revolves around Carson Wentz, and everyone wants to talk about Carson Wentz because everyone wants to either beat up on him or make fun of him or make the conversation about him, and I just don't think that's – where the conversation for this team should be. I think Carson Wentz is going to be good. I think you're going to get the good, you're going to get the bad, you're going to get the ugly, and that's okay. I think he's a playmaker. He's the best quarterback this team has had um, since Kirk Cousins. Um, I don't think that's a question at all. Um, people want to say Alex Smith. I want to say you're wrong. It's just not the case. I, I think Carson Wentz is much better than people give him credit for. But, look, at the end of the day, that's not what the conversation this team should be about. The conversation should be about this defense. Um, and last year, it was putrid. It was one of the worst. It, it was the worst third-down defense in football by far. Um, it was one of the worst teams, uh, period, defensively last year. Um, and through three preseason games, they looked abysmal again. Um, their linebacking group, um, you know, 
you could say they lack talent. I think they're just devoid of talent. I, I really think that Ron Rivera was rolling the dice big time. I mean, really, really big time. He he is he's walking into this season with some stones because not making any additions really like real impact additions to the linebacking group after last season's performance um, is, is, is a risk and he's taking it. Um, but I think it's going to manifest itself in a bad way. So I'm a little concerned about this defense. I'm not about the offense. I'm not. Curtis Samuel looks good. He looks healthy. Tara McLaurin's a star. He got his contract extension. Jahan Dotson has looked fantastic in practice and during the preseason as a slot receiver. Um, I mean, the crazy story about Brian Robinson um, being shot was just, it's just an unbelievably terrible story uh, locally and nationally. Um, that guy ran away with the running back one job and then having getting shot in broad daylight in D.C., um, got shot in the knee and, and in the hip is just horrifying. But somehow, by the grace of God, he was able to escape any major injury. Um, but he, he'll be missing some time, um, which is such a bummer because anyone who, who watched preseason saw a guy who just was running his tail off and running so well and looked so good. And, and I, I was at a training camp and I was at the preseason game here in Landover and, and you could just you could just see how natural he ran I mean a guy who was so productive at Alabama that should say all you need to know um so Antonio Gibson's gonna kind of retain that role again and as long as he doesn't turn it over I'm not worried about this offense I'm not um I'm just worried about this defense Shawnee in terms of Jacksonville I don't know what what Trevor Lawrence has has in the tank I, I don't know how much better he he's you know he's gotten um I don't know. He looks really sharp in the preseason. I don't know how that's going to translate, um, but we'll see. I'm going to take the Commanders here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take us because I still think we're, as of right now, we're the better team, I think, tools-wise. But, look, if the defense can hold up, we're going to be okay. Um, if not, w- this season is going to be trouble for us. Um, it really just comes down to the defense, and that's it. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to go with Washington as well. Um, I like the commanders in this one. I will pick on your behalf for the commanders. Attaboy. Um, but I do genuinely believe that they are going to win. So now we're going to get into our upsets and our locks. So, Connor, you have an upset game, correct? Yep. Got an upset game for us here. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings against the Green Bay Packers. I They're home. Um, the Packers are our one-and-a-half-point favorites, which is not, is not a lot. And is this a huge upset? No. Um, but I mean, it's, what's hilarious about the Packers and the, and the Vikings is, um, Aaron Rodgers is two and two in the last four games. I mean, they, they have constantly gone back and forth and Green Bay struggle in Minnesota. Minnesota seemed to struggle in Lambeau. Um, this is going to be a fantastic NFC North matchup, but I'll take the Minnesota Vikings here. I think Kirk Cousins is going to come out strong. I think, um, the receivers and that offense are going to come out in a big way. Um, I don't know if the Packers got better or worse. I know they have Aaron Rodgers, so I know they're going to be good. That's just how it is. But look, you lose Devonte Adams, um, being traded in the off season, um, and that gives Alan Lazard the keys to the car um, to be Green Bay's number one. So what does that look like? Uh, I have no idea. Um, but I'm going to take the Vikings here. I think that's going to be a fun little upset for me uh, there, Week One. All right, and what is your lock? My lock. Shawnee, my lock is going to go ahead and be the Carolina Panthers against the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Browns' defense is still something to not be messed with. And let's be clear, their offense has gotten better. 
um, this offseason they got better. But, look, they're, they're not going to have Deshaun Watson suspended for 11 games. And I think – I just think Carolina is going to come out. I think there's going to be a fun fire here with, um, with Baker Mayfield uh, as a Panther going in back into Cleveland. And I think he's going to make some plays. I think he's going to force the ball. He'll probably turn the ball over and, and do something weird. Um, but I think he'll leave it all out there. And I, I'll go ahead and take the Panthers here against the Browns. It would be different, I think, if Deshaun Watson was playing. But I think there's going to be a fun fire here for Baker Mayfield, and I think it's going to be fun. All right, I like that. All right, so we'll go to my upset. And this, like yours, isn't a massive upset if it were to happen. I think these are two relatively weak teams in the NFC South. But I'm going to pick the Falcons over the Saints. And the reason I'm doing that is mm. because I know nothing about the Saints. I, I just I, I don't think they're a solid team. They were disappointing last year. Um, I, I just got to give Atlanta the advantage at home. Um, I think most people would say that probably the Saints have the better chance of winning, but I'm going to go with the Falcons. They haven't won um, down in Atlanta in a while. I think that is the game that can, they're going to do it, and we're going to see an Atlanta Falcons 1-0 start to the season. For my lock, uh, pretty easy one. I'm going to have Russell Wilson returning to Seattle. I think Denver gets it done. Denver's the way better team. Mm. They have a quarterback. They got receivers. They've got a defense. Seattle has none of that. Uh, Drew Locke's not going to be able to beat Denver uh, for Seattle, so I'm going to go with Denver in that one. I think that is a solid lock as a, as a win for the Broncos. All right, so those are our game picks. I will post uh, what the results are uh, at the end of each week, but now we're going to go, Connor, give me who you think, which team will have the top defense in week one. I think top defense is going to be the Ravens. Like I said, I mean, I'll you just go through it again with Kyle Fuller and Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams and Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. I mean, that secondary um, here for the Ravens, I think is, is, you know, and I, I know some of these guys are, are dealing with injuries. Uh, Marcus Peters with a knee injury and Marlon Humphrey with, you know, he's coming off an injury uh, last season. He had a chest injury. Um, but I think that they're just going to be a, a really solid defense. And against the Jets team that has um, Joe Flacco starting at QB, I think that this is a, a week for them um, to really just kind of go all out um, and uh, and really establish themselves as, as a dominant defense. So I'll go ahead and say Baltimore. All right, I like it. So my pick is not going to be a top defense more so a defense that I think is going to surprise us and be able to control Josh Allen. So that's going to be the Rams. Mm. Um, I think Josh Allen is going to come out trying to get five touchdowns, uh, no, no incompletions, um, drive after drive resulting in touchdowns. I think the Rams will – I think it's still going to be a pretty high-scoring game, but I think you're going to be surprised at – how well the Rams defense will play hmm. um, and shutting Josh Allen down just a little bit. I think they'll do a good job at containing him. I trust that uh, coaching staff in Los Angeles. Um, all right. Now we're going to go top quarterback. Who do you think is going to be the best performing quarterback in week one? It's actually a perfect transition because I'm actually going to say the best quarterback here is, is going to be Matt Stafford. Um, and I, I think the Matt Stafford, I, I think my answer was either going to be Matt Stafford or, or, or Josh Allen, but, I think Matt Stafford's going to be the best because, look, the reality is is when you get into these elite offenses, when you get into these teams that are just just stonewall offenses that can go back and forth and back and forth and put 35, 40, 45 points on the board, uh, it just becomes a last person to score. Uh, and that kind of is, is, you know, last person to score wins the game, and that's kind of how this game feels like it's going to end up going, right? At least how it's trending. It just is the last person to have the ball is going to win this game. Um so I'm going to go ahead and say say Matt Stafford. I think um, 
obviously he doesn't have Van Jefferson, but with Cooper Cup, with Allen Robinson and Tyler Higby, I think I think he has a plethora of pinatas to swing his bat at. So uh, I'll go ahead and and, uh, and say Stafford there, Shawnee. Who do you have? I really like that one. I'm going to not break the number one rule in the NFL, and that is don't ever count out Tom Brady. So I'm going to go Tom Brady. Wow. I think he throws at least four touchdowns Wow, um, week one. He played really, really well um, later in the season. Had a, I think his best statistical year um, last year, and I think that's going to continue even though he's 45. I think he's going to really look good against uh, against uh, Dallas down there. Plus, fantastic. I just don't like Trayvon Diggs, so I want him to let up a few touchdowns. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with Tom Brady as the top quarterback I like in you, week one in Connor. That is it. That is it, my dude. What a, uh, I'm just so excited, Johnny. And, and I'm going to forewarn people and I'm going to say it again for next week's recap episode. Week one is also a time where once week one is over, we all want to run straight to the blogs and, and write the, uh, write the obituary for 16 teams and, and, and write the, uh, you know, the Lombardi winning trophy speech for 16 teams. Like, it, it is one week. And it's always the head, the, 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 you know, the head fake, the week one head fake. It happens every single year. Um, you know, you remember, was it last year, Sean, that the Packers got destroyed week one? I don't know if it was against, I don't know who it was against. Maybe it was last year or the year before. It was against Saints. The, the, yeah, the Saints. Saints. They got murdered against the Saints. Yeah, it was a game down in Jacksonville. That's exactly right. And it was like everyone was like, yo, the pack are – it's over. Aaron Rodgers needs to retire. This is a wrap. Matt LaFleur needs to get fired. And and they just promptly ended up winning the NFC. So um, we we don't want to get caught up in week one hype, um, especially post-week one hype. But what we do want to acknowledge is the fact that football's back, Shawnee. And at the end of the day, nothing is going to take away our joy. So – Next week, we are going to get our recap episode and week two preview going for you guys. Um, if we can get back in studio, Shawnee, we'll toss our episode back up on YouTube. But again, just continue to tell a friend, um, football's back. So if you know somebody who loves football, if you know somebody um, who could use an extra podcast, just go ahead and send them the link. Send them the link. After further review with Connor Force, it's always a ton of fun. Um, we have a blast here, and, and I think in the next week or so, we do have to get a mailbag episode going again because those are always the most fun. And if you guys are new to the podcast, um, we have mailbag uh, episodes where we take questions from listeners. You can email us at mailbag at com, or you can follow us on Instagram at further at after further review pod. Um, and you could send us a direct message, or we'll put out an Instagram story, and you guys can, can send us um your questions directly there we'll give you a shout out you can leave us your name and where you're from and, and we'll get you guys involved in the show you guys are always the best part of the show so um it's going to be great but week one is here make sure you guys stock up make sure you guys are on the couch on sunday um johnny i will be in landover uh for um our week one kickoff against the jags but i should be home in time for sunday night football kickoff and uh, that will be me putting my feet up and eating pizza, watching uh, Tom Brady go all over uh, Dallas. So I'm all about it. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, any any good plans for week one? What do you got going on? Nope, just going to watch the uh, games here at my apartment. Attaboy. Attaboy, Shawnee. Well, uh, another great episode in the books. After further review, we'll return next week. Shawnee, thank you so much for joining us, as always, my friend. Thank you. 
I will catch you on the flip, my friend. Give uh, give the fish my best, and uh, we will do I a will. proper funeral for the fish that uh, passed away uh, when we are next in person. We'll have an extra wing for them. Um, but for Connor Force, for Sean Oled, after further reviews in the books, we will catch you guys next week. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side. Thank you.